Podcast that leads the missus willingly around the highways and byways of Monty Python. Ooh, you stuck it. I'm Christopher. <laughs> I've written it down and everything. And this is the missus. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And today we are speaking about, I think it's episode seven of series two. two of How many series are there? Monty Python's Flying Circus, just the nine. Um, <laughs> Archaeology today. No, we you started in the middle. Well, that's just what it's called. Uh, right, sorry. It's not quite the middle, anyway. Um, yes. So, Fiona, what what are your views? In general. In general, uh huh. Um, I thought it was funny. Maybe not quite as funny as the last one, mm-hmm. but less. There's still a little bit of unfortunate content, but only a small amount. Yeah. Um, but there are there were a couple of. Scenes I thought went on a bit. Right. Okay. What's your thinking of it? There were too many rat bags what? in this uh, in this episode. I thought. What do you mean by rat bags? You know when they play women who are awful. Oh, did that put you off? Yeah. So it was just like, oh, another rat bag. Oh, Graham Chapman screaming again. Different. Oh man, oh, awful women. Do you think? Do you think they were all the same? I think they're, I think I think they're kind of all the same. Well, we'll go through them, and I might agree with you. Finally. Yeah. Okay. So it started in a strange way. Started with the old BBC ident. Yes. Yes. But an obviously Python over uh, voiceover. Yes, it was a cable, and it was generally again. It's interesting as things get further and further away from transmission. There were very few names that really meant well, anything. Welcome to my world. I never know who anyone is, but there was a lot of references. A lot of cricketers. Well, a lot of references to people of the of the time of it was the being, time. being mm-hmm. broadcast, mm-hmm. probably doing things out of character, which in itself would have been funny yes. had you known who they actually yeah. were. But because I didn't, um, I didn't get any other references. But doesn't it give a sort of? It's always one of these things. It's like it's like jokes in you know medieval literature and Shakespeare and that kind of stuff. It's like you don't understand them but you can tell by the structure that they are jokes mm. so i don't think i would have been you know i wouldn't think i would have thought this was like a serious announcement no it no, played no to me and especially but, I did, but saying, the games didn't mean anything to me kept saying and then there will be sport for those who don't like sport their sport yeah yes. and, and but the i mean the other thing is we are holding it up to uh gauge about whether it's can um, stand the test of time. Yeah. Now, why should it be? It was written at the time to be some kind of satire, comment on society, all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It was never intended to last beyond its this time. Is, this is very true. This is very true. So, television was ephemeral in those days, as we have spe- as we have mentioned on a number of our podcasts. So I don't think we should be gauging it as if it should be able to stand the test of time. The fact that we find a lot of it funny now, mm-hmm. um, even though we might not understand the 
thinking at the time of some of the things that are being referenced or even understand the references is but it's, it's still funny um that's actually quite amazing considering mm-hmm. it's meant to be just a of its time production indeed indeed um the other unusual thing is that we did not get well first of all it was eric Idle's voice that said now for something completely different I, and there was no it. And there was not not even a shot of the it's man. Mm. We were into the titles. Yeah. And then at the end of the titles, we stuck with the titles. That was the start of the animation. I quite like that. That was a nice sort of link from uh-huh. the titles to the animation. Uh-huh. Um, uh, as, the, as the foot crumbled and was overtaken by development. Yes. Which was then destroyed. And then as they were going to build new development, they dug, they did some archaeology, uh, found the toe. Um, and reconstructed an elephant off the back of it. Thinking that was by, you know, hours of research and all of that, uh-huh. that's how they figured out it was an elephant's trunk. Which then led us into the first parody of a television programme, which was Archaeology Today. Now, again, quite a nice link. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, we we don't usually get Palin as the serious... Oh, I think we do. I think he's the go-to... Oh, I thought he's more, television presenter. He's more the cheesy television presenter than the the serious. Oh, I don't um, know. What was that type of TV program called? And they're all sitting around trying like to... a debate. No, you used to use a phrase for that. I don't mind. Did I? Um, but anyway, like a magazine program. Yeah, and it's not really a magazine program. It's a debate. Oh, yeah, that was a word. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was one thing I did notice with them. And, and TV used to be like this, is they were just three of them sitting in chairs, and there was no table in front of them. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that nowadays terribly much. Sort of no, there tends to be a desk in yeah. front of everybody, doesn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Palin went silly all too early. <laughs> and I just thought, I this comedy programme goes to comedy far too early. Well, it's it's just, if he had slowly had a sensible talking with them, and then ask the odd, few odd questions, and then went raving mad. I thought that would be funnier. But I wonder if we're now getting to the point where we know, as viewers of Monty Python's Flying Circus, that this, that this program is going to get silly. Yeah. So why not just start with it? Why bother asking a couple of archaeology questions if we just immediately start by asking them how tall they are? I mean, I did quite enjoy it when he said, "Be quiet, you five foot ten inch weed." <laughs> I like he 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 was very impressed by John Cleese being very tall and tall people generally. Um, I liked that at one point he just very subtly moved his chair yeah. closer to John Cleese to be near the tall person, and then went off on rhapsodying about the Watutsi tribe, mm. who were some of them were eight feet tall. Not one foot. What? Well, we're not one on top of the no, other. No, that was just one person, uh, and that then when became well, a sort of argument broke out among them. Mm-hmm. Um, which degenerated into Terry Jones's character just sort of sitting on the floor, and then John Cleese's character hit Michael Palin. Yes. Quite a good hit as well. A good, mm-hmm. you know, a good uh, and then Michael Palin swore revenge on him, and that then became Flaming Star, the story of vengeance in the world of archaeology. And Cleese was in a dig in Egypt, uh-huh. singing. Dubbed by Terry, with Terry Jones's voice. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. I thought it was just like a recording they found. No. <laughs> and um, 
And it became like a melodramatic film. Yeah, and the wife started to, or whoever the started. Wife. The wife? The woman. Carol Cleveland yeah. was the assistant. assistant. Danielle, I think was the name she was Started given. singing with her. So yeah, it became a sort of uh, musical drama thing. And even before Palin's turned up to seek revenge, mm-hmm. I was thinking this is going on a bit. <laughs> I, but I think Palin coming in did kind of give it a bit of a spark, especially when Terry Jones' character was now his sort of cringing assistant. I, d- I mean, I wasn't, when he was saying about the height and all that, I wasn't expecting him to say, Terry Jones, get on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And and the special effects of that was quite good. I mean, they're obviously jumping off and playing the reel backwards yeah. or something. But yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, so I wasn't expecting that. And then, but then again, it got silly because it just played the same joke over and over until they were fighting. Yeah, but when they were fighting, I thought, you, you never get over this now. This is hugely dangerous. They, they did fall over. So can Terry Jones fell from a height of maybe six or seven feet? I thought that was like, oh my god! Dummies at the top, you know. The top was dummies, but yeah. but it was definitely well. I think it was the four of them. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Would be very dangerous. Let's see. What um, went after that? Uh, then we went to the appeal for sanity. I thought this was good. Graham Chapman as the. Well, I liked his, he stayed as a straight man long enough, and you kind of panned out to see there was an axe on his head, mm-hmm. and that was a bit funny. Um, and then he'd slip into, you know, all different ways that you could be insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do this. And he, his sudden facial expression to, to the mad impression was actually really good, but then he just fell into it all. You don't um, like it getting too silly, do you? I think it would have been funnier had he stayed straight and just demonstrated the various things that could be done to demonstrate that you're not they. But coming back to straight in between. Go in between and yeah. done the whole thing straight. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, we then had the appeal for the National Trust, which was Eric Idle uh, as not a rat bag, or a semi-rat bag, Oh, I called her. I called this the uh, Hyson Bouquet. Yes, that's a character. Good, that's, that is a, that's a very, that's a very um, appropriate reference. Appropriate reference, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, she couldn't remember what she was called. Though I did quite like it. Second time she picked up the phone and said, it, "It's Celia, someone here." And the, I thought she would then go, "Oh, I know who I am." All oh, right, but it wasn't. No, no. I am the, what number are you calling? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no real punchline, apart from the um, fact... That Terry Gilliam came on and punched her as a boxer. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, a we're going to replace a punchline with a punchline. Punch. Mm. Maybe that was enough? Yeah. Uh, and that went to the marriage registrar. Uh, I, want, I want to return my wife and exchange her for this one. I yes. like the colour better. Yes. I... That that was one where I was like, this idea could have been strung out longer, but in fact you probably strung it out the right length of time. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. Mm-hmm. And then Cleese came on, being the referee. Referee. Who wears short shorts? <laughs> Did he have I didn't notice. Please wear short shorts. <laughs> I didn't notice how shortness of his shorts. Uh, and he then allowed the doctor sketch to play on instead which is Michael Palin and Graham Chapman. Yeah, there was a bit of interaction between the sketches, wasn't there? Mm-hmm, a little bit, a little bit. Um, 
Now this I thought was a bit too similar to the you Me doctor, doctor you yeah, doctor she nurse yeah yes um and then the sketch was abandoned which is again a bit like a they woke up and it was all a dream kind of ending when you couldn't be bothered to finish it uh, I think I think I think it's okay to do that once mm. and to do it like that it's like uh, as if the game was abandoned etc mm. fair enough but it's not something you can do you can do it repeatedly if you were doing it repeatedly immediately. But you can't, they can't do it again next week. Yeah, yeah. Then it is just, you've, you've found, you think you've found a way of getting out of writing a proper sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we went into animation, which started with the huge ball and became the gangster film about Eggs Diamond, uh, of the notorious chicken gang. I like the egg with the little tummy gun. <laughs> yes. Quite violent, that one. But it's cartoon, so it's okay. I know, but you get, yeah, Terry Gilliam gets away with a lot of cartoon violence. violence yeah. Yes. Now, in this cartoon, the hedgehog appears. Yes. To a lot of cheers. Yes. Now, I do remember the hedgehog reference, mm-hmm. but it was a long time ago for the audience to be like, yay! But I, th- I think maybe that was one of the things in the first series that had really cut through. You know, that was mm. the, 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 this hedgehog, Spiny Norman, that said Doonesdale, um, was one of the things that could, people had latched on to. Mm. So, yes. Again, hmm, interesting that they should bring something back in a way that they tend not to do. No, it's not. They, I don't think, apart from like the it's and now for something completely different, mm-hmm. they de- they're they not trying to create catchphrases. Or characters. Although there have been a few characters who have appeared a couple of times, but uh, mainly it is, uh, mainly it's all new, new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that then went into the cocktail party uh, with the with gits. The gits. I like this sketch. Did you? I did. I, like I don't know why, because even though it, it was the same joke, uh-huh. it was quite clever how they did it, especially when he said, my child, snivelling little, or whatever it was. No, he was snivelling a little rat-faced git. I can't remember what the, the child, child, child was. The child was spotty, vicious, something else git. Anyway. Um, though I wasn't quite sure... Why Cleese threw up into a handbag? I think that was just a bit of, uh, you know, craziness mm. going on there and surreality. I liked Cleese. Cleese, was, Cleese went for the uh, sexy rat bag I liked, this time. Uh, yeah, no, I liked his sexy rat bag. He was immediately uh-huh. inappropriate. I enjoyed that. I also liked Terry Jones's strange stance. He was kind of sort of thrust forward. Yes. But you know, you know those people that talk to you a little bit uncomfortably close. Do you think that was what that's he was what I was trying? For? Yeah, I think he so. also had good sort of his makeup was very, very grey. Well, it was like rat faced. Well, do you think he was meant to be rat faced? And that's why he was poking his face forward. All right. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. We then repeated that sketch um, in the nice version. When he was just called Watson. But I quite enjoyed the nun going, I prefer the naughty one. <laughs> and she then also got punched punch. by Terry Gilliam. Yes. Is that just to punch a nun? I feel it was a bit, bit violent unnecessarily. Just to punch a nun? Yeah. yeah. Then we were on to the Mosquito Hunters, uh, Hank and Roy Spim. I thought these guys were Australian to begin with, but I think they were meant to be South African. Oh no, I thought they were meant to be Australian, although their accents did go a bit. <laughs> did, that's crazy. what I was saying. Yeah. Yes, I, I like that one. I love animals. Uh, that's why I like to get out there and kill them. You've got to respect them and kill them. Uh-huh. Again, it escalated well in that, you know, they were 
hunting stupidly small animals. Yeah. No, I th- I mean, even though that was the one joke that, yeah, they did it well. Mm-hmm. And then you disproportionate means to do that. Yeah. That explosion must have been expensive. Unless that was stock footage. Which one? When they were they gave the mosquito. Well, no, that was, they, they filmed that. Well, I thought that was quite yeah. impressive. Uh, especially with them, the, the sort of, just to make sure, machine gun fire was, yeah. was good as well. I also like the explosion in the, in the lake when they were fishing. Mm. Was, uh, was good, yep. Mm-hmm. That then went to, ah, the judges' chambers. The camp judges. Just put you on edge any time <laughs> you're expecting something unfortunate of its time. I'm now see. This is one of these questions where you have. We're now but trying there, there to. But there was no suggestion that they were in any way uh, of their sexual orientation. They were just very camp and enjoy wearing women's clothing. I think. I. I. But, I, but again, I don't think. I, I think there is a clear insinuation yeah. of sexual persuasion. But I don't. I th- and, and while I think possibly that may have been at that time the aim of the joke and that people would have taken, or some people would have taken it that way, I think it was more the inappropriateness of judges speaking in this gossipy way. Oh, you think it was more disrespectful to judges than... Yeah, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think it would be very difficult to, you know, show this now given the sensitivities around that sort of thing. Around judges? No, around, no, around, you know, basically making fun of people because they are homosexual. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But I think, I think the fun was really coming from the fact they were judges, not the fact they were homosexual. I mean, I, it was, what was quite enjoyable was, obviously as a judge you have to be quite solemn and formal. Yes. And it was them letting loose mm-hmm. and being themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I did quite enjoy that. I mean, and it was just some lovely lines, well um, delivered. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wiggled my wig. I waggled my wig. I waggled you my what, wig. love? I waggled my wig. I bang me little gavel. Bang me little gavel. It's just it is very well done. Um, and as I say, I was on edge, but I don't think I, I it crossed the line. Okay. Well, uh, is well that include, the, does that include the reprise at the end, or what? Uh, I don't. Oh, uh, what the bent at the safety? Yeah, pins. this is a all bent at safety pins. But then is that, is is, that a bad? Thing? It's not a derogatory. Well, it, it, I think it. I, think I it mean, is. I know the word bent is not one uh-huh. we would use now, but but again, it's one of these. You know, this is the user of the word. Is it, you know, is it reclaiming the word? Oh, like? Like other words like that. that I can't say it, can I? Yeah. Uh, but yes, like if you are that person, you're allowed mm-hmm. to say it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what I did find is, and obviously I'm not... Uh, a judge? <laughs> or homosexual. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm not sensitive, you know, and all my privilege and stuff. But I thought this... Didn't ruin the funny. Oh, I see. Didn't, In, didn't impinge on the funny. No. Right. Whereas I think some other things, and maybe I am more sensitive when it's being derogatory towards women or something mm-hmm. like that. I stopped finding it funny in other episodes, mm-hmm. but not in this one. Not that sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that it kind of, it, sh- it throws into relief the fact that in this case, judges 
are not always judges. They yes. may not be, you know, as camp extreme, and gossipy yeah. and extreme as these judges were, but in private they are people. And I bet they are quite gossipy. Well, very probably. Some of them might even be gay. <laughs> On the balance of statistics. <laughs> and not anything wrong with that, of course. So, uh, from that, we went to... Uh, any more to say about the judges? No. No. From that, we went to Mrs. Thing and Mrs. Entity, and this was the point at which I was starting... Well... You pepper-potted out, were you? I, this was enough pepper-pots now, was the two of them. Chapman and Idol. Just engaging in sort of one... one-up womanship of how bad other people's lives were. Um... Well, before they got to the other people's lives, they're talking about their lives. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was our idol said, uh, and, and it won't be the same when we join the common market. And I thought, ooh, yes, there's it. a reference I, I, I am probably ill informed about, but it was a thing they were suggesting that the everyday Pupavot was up, up in arms about. Mm-hmm. Well, it was certainly, you know, it was put forward that this would not benefit people generally and things would get more expensive and all, right. all that sort of stuff. It's reliving Brexit then, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I thought that was interesting of its time. And then they went to the... Beethoven and his minor bird. No, no, I was more thinking the right. um, the wife of this person, oh, the wife. Baldwin and put the elbow yeah, in. Yeah, they had it harder and then he, they had it even harder and they... But then they would have people doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then the, they talked about the minor bird miming when Beethoven went there, which I thought was a nice concept. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see it. I did enjoy them say, ooh, what's this? It's all right, love. It's a flashback. It's a flashback oh, when the screen went all wavy. Yes, yes, I like that nice link. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Cleese as Beethoven. Beethoven being frustrated by the minor bird shot it mm-hmm. and then the wife Graham Chapman and uh, there were two many rat bags now I was, I was like okay uh, since it was the, essentially the same rat bag turned up I, almost immediately I thought it was because it was a period rat bag I hadn't uh, quite associated it as the same character interesting hairdo that Graham Chapman's yes. rat bag had in this thing and um, sort of roll up with a sort of handle almost and she said Wonder what your sandwich is. Peanut butter or sandwich spread? Sandwich spread. Do you remember sandwich spread? Sam, you see, you still get it. You still get it. And, and, you know, one's eyes pass over it in the supermarket and think, yeah, but not a jar full. Oh, I used to have, love sandwiches. Oh, well, you have to pick some up then. Oh, I'm not sure. I think it's all over processed for my current palate. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got more of a grand piano. Billiards. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't you think John Cleese in this sketch was just Basil Forty? Oh, getting in, yeah. increasingly, mm-hmm. increasingly wound up by the wife. If I knew what Basil Forty was, sorry, I've never heard of that. Sounds like maybe something that happens in the future. Oh, do you not know about that? No, we don't know about that. Are we going to find out? But, about yeah, I that? get the idea. Well, the highways and byways. Um, so, <laughs> so we might. Then we moved on to another, I think, part of this, another part that I think would be problematic these days. Now, this is going to, I don't think, I think you're going to go, what? Uh, in that we had Eric Idle as Shakespeare, then Terry Jones as Michelangelo, and Michael Palin as Mozart. Mm-hmm. 
all of whom were very stereotypical Jewish characters. What? Oh yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, I did notice that with Michelangelo. But I can't even picture what Shakespeare looked like. That's how Shakespeare, Shakespeare I, I would almost tell you Shakespeare, was standing at a sink that later oh, became yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Goods House and the Good Life. Do you think? I think so. I think it might have done. Although it seemed to be on location. That's another, that's another problem. Is you, start to get, you start to be pulled out of it. Like, for example, I immediately noticed, why is Beethoven on film? And not in the, and not on video in the studio. And it then became clear later on why he was on film and not in video in the studio. We'll come back to that in a moment. Um, yes, because then we went on to this was an interesting sketch. Colin Chopper Mozart, Mozart's son, mm-hmm. who was a, a um, rodent exterminator, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think was really developed enough. It yeah. took a long time to go. But it didn't really go anywhere beyond Mozart's son was a rodent exterminator. And he went and exterminated the Beethoven's rats. Yeah. I thought it could, there could have been more to it, I thought. Oh, but was it the rats and the shooting and stuff that had to be on film? The fact that there were rats, uh, yes. And also the fact that one rat was on John Cleese's head. Was it a real rat? Oh, definitely. Hmm. Well, it was definitely a real creature. Whether it was a rat or not, I don't hmm. know. But, but well done, John, for, for going through that, I would say. Uh, yeah, and then we went back to Mrs. Thing and Mrs. Entity, uh, and Graham Chapman had forgotten to do the voice, because he was just shouting in his own voice at the end. It was he? Yes. And then, over the credits, we had the, the judges giving their final, um, their final bit of gossip. Mm-hmm. A well-hung jury. A well-hung jury. I mean, there was clever words in there for suggestions. <laughs> clever? <laughs> Oh, the most obvious, the most obvious double entendres you can make about courtrooms. Well, still, I enjoyed it. All right then. Um, so, uh, now I think this is interesting because I don't think there was any particularly standout performance in this. Well, my favourite sketch was the gits. Okay. But of the gits, <laughs> it was a lot of collective. Who was your favourite git? It was a collective performance thing there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I quite enjoyed. Uh, was it Eric Idle as the straight man? The 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 one that was introducing the gits to the wife. That was Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all did well on that. Um, let me look through. I like the judges. Uh, yeah, yes, they were good performances. I would say I think my favourites were probably Terry Jones in the full range of the Norwegian professor from mm. getting getting annoyed to sort of fighting back a bit to becoming the sort of cringing sidekick. I think I didn't enjoy the sketch so much. Uh, I'm never going to enjoy just that performance. I would say the other performance that I thought was very good, although it may just have been that the, that the makeup and costume was very good, was was Eric Idle, the Hyacinth Bouquet type mm. character. That was a good. No, I would say I would agree with mm. you there. I quite like the uh, Crocodile Dundee characters. Eric yeah, Idle but there wasn't Crocodile. a lot to them. No, but they did do it well. Yeah, that's true. I think it was definitely. I would almost. So I would tell you, that was Graham Chapman's best 
performance. No, the appeal for sanity was Graham Chapman's best performance. Oh yes, yes that was. Yeah. Uh, so that would be Chapman. Uh, Eric Idle. Well, I would say yeah. I think the National Trust woman was yeah. the, was it was Eric Idle's best. Um, Please, I thought it was Beethoven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Mrs. Get. I know there wasn't a lot to Mrs. Get. Oh, but he did do the flirting quite well. He did do the flirting. But is that just as is that just okay? We like that. But is that as easy as? Is that is that very easy? Oh, it doesn't matter how easy. I think he wins it for Mrs. Mrs. Git. Okay. Um, I just remember actually Eric Idle as the man who wanted to swap his wife. No, I still think that's a very Eric Idle question. Eric Idle um, part though. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Terry Jones. I would go for the Norwegian archaeologist. Other than that, he was the manage registrar. He was Mr. Git. Uh, I think I'd go for Mr. He Gitt. was Michelangelo. Mr. Git? Mr. Git. Okay. Uh, and Palin was Archaeology Today presenter. He's uh, judge. The doctor. The judge? Waggle my wiggle. Waggle my wig. You what? Love a waggle. I quite liked his Mozart, actually. Mm, Problematic, stereotypical Jewish I think so. I found aside. the judge funnier, so that's why I liked him. Alright. I'm very shallow. Okay. I wouldn't say that. I think we've had a good discussion there. Is there anything else to be no. said? Well, if there's nothing more to be said, then all that remains... an out as well. To be said, we've had an out, we've had an out from the very beginning. Oh, you're not, you think you, that's good enough? You're not going to change it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did think it was good enough. Yes. Go on, then. Do your good out. Well, if there's nothing more to be said, then all that remains to be said is join us next time. Well, we will once again introduce the Python up the missus. Bye. Bye.